All right, it is the final edition of Riding Home here for the week of Georgia, Alabama. Uh, the dog's about a 13, 13 and a half point fa- uh, underdog to Alabama um, this week, Dylan, which is to me just a that's little too much. A little too I, much. Think, I think that's too much. I think if it were nine or 10, I could understand that. I also, um, I think it's, uh, I'll point this out and then we'll move along to a serious discussion. When you see, when you see um, a 13 point line, uh, a 13 point line would indicate to you that the, the team that's an underdog would have something around a 15 to 20% chance of winning. I mean, it's not a real big chance of winning. But when you look on the ESPN, who has just come up with this FPI number, <laughs> it doesn't correlate in any way with with what statistically uh, Las Vegas's number is. Now, I, it's my big thing is the FPI just doesn't seem to make much sense to me. But that's me, and uh, I know that doesn't really matter that much. I, I just sometimes I don't, I I don't like things. the FPI. I, think I, I don't know what the hell it means. Yeah, I don't. Now, according to that metric, uh, the dogs have something like a 38% chance or so to win. I, I think if you're Georgia, I would say it's something like that. I would say, in this case, that number seems to be a route right. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility at all that Georgia wins this game. I think they are they are more likely to win this game. Um, they are about as likely to me somewhere around the range that LSU was to beat Georgia. It's something like that. Or... It was about the likelihood that Florida would beat Georgia. It, it's in that realm. So if you're going to say that you think Georgia will win, I need a, I need a, I need a real reason why. That's, that's what I'm coming up with. I'm not saying it's impossible, but I, I want to know why you think Georgia wins, Dylan. If, if, I'm not saying you do think that. But give me the explanation here. Um. Well, the run game is working. That's a reason they would win. The run game is working for them, and that their their offense is able to run as it usually does, um, or as it usually has since LSU, I should say. Um, that, and they're able to make get a turnover. They have to get a turnover, I think, at some point in this game. And if they could get a non-offensive touchdown, then I think we're talking seriously that Georgia could win this game. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, in 2012, where the dogs were an eight-point um, dog to Bama. They had a non-offensive touchdown, which was essentially a turnover. They extended the game. Uh, they extended the offensive drive that turned into their first touchdown of the game when they went for it. Um, when they faked a punt, so there are ways to change the ball game. Um, my big thing, and 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 people who I've talked with who played sports in college, their thing is, you know, is this two a guy going to have a bad night at some point? You know, everybody who's played in college would say to you, you just don't play well sometimes. Is this the moment where he doesn't play well? Especially as a sophomore in college. Yeah. But, yeah. but here's here's my thing. He's already proven, like, he's not going to freak out. Yeah. That's if not- he was going to freak out, he would have freaked out last year when they stuck him in there. You know, but the, the other thing I would say, too, though, is that when you are – does Alabama get tight if this game gets tight? Neither of these teams have played a game that was actually competitive in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Is Georgia? Uh, I guess LSU. It was. I think at the beginning of the fourth quarter, LSU, yeah. there was still a chance, but then I mean that kind of when Jake away. took the sack, it was over. Yeah, that went away kind of quick. But 
when was the last time Alabama had a tight game in the the national championship game? Exactly. And the time before that, I guess the Auburn game last year, but they were kind of out of that game in the fourth quarter. Yeah, 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 by the end of that game. So we're going to see which of these two teams really have – well, we we may not see, but that would be a moment at which certainly – if you are, um, you know, George, does Alabama, because everyone's human nature, even though you get as much great training as you get at both of these uh, institutions, everyone is really a creature of being a human, and they're humans. So what happens if Alabama, you can't tell me both these teams don't know that one is a prohibitive favorite. I mean, Alabama is yeah. a bigger favorite over Georgia than than Oklahoma is over Texas. That's pretty. That's insane. I mean, if 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 what I'm saying is true, and I'm just some guy that talks about this all the time, so I'm not har- hardly all knowing. But if if Georgia, if Georgia's a 14 point dog to Alabama, what's that make Oklahoma? Because Georgia would be favored against Oklahoma, from what we understand. Would that mean Oklahoma would be a 17 point favorite? Clemson would only be like an 11-point dog. I mean, sometimes this stuff just gets out of control, and I think that we've had a little irrational exuberance as it relates to betting lines here that have have pumped this number up pretty high. I thought 10 was 10 I think 10 is about right. Yeah. 9 to 11 would, be, would have been my range. But And by the way, you're still a pretty big underdog then too. But um, you can't tell me – that everyone that's playing this game doesn't know who the prohibitive favorite is because they do, they do. Yeah. I mean, and and the question is if you're if you are the prohibitive favorite like that, the massive favorite over one of the few teams, one of the very few teams that, that can, can beat you, what are you worried about if you're Alabama? And if you're and if you're not worried, what happens when you suddenly get worried during a game? See, that's what happens in I, sports. Sometimes. I wonder if. Georgia, I of course they've they've made the they, they don't they don't even believe they don't believe the the thirteen and a half line the thirteen line they they think that's bullshit it and is I, bullshit and honestly I'm wondering if Alabama kind of agrees with it they might think you know we're going up against one of the best teams in the country sure we can we can beat them they by could 30. beat them by yeah. fourteen that's not but, my point yeah yeah but I mean they know it's going to be more difficult than that because that makes it sound like oh they're just going to blow them out I like mean that. a fourteen Georgia Tech was a uh, I think a sixteen point dog to Georgia that game was not competitive in any way so I mean I, if it sounds like I'm offended by the the, the the line I just think it's wrong I don't bet but it is a metric and I think you do have to pay attention to numbers numbers do matter but you know. Is it really reality, or has it been pumped up by something that's that's not reality? I don't know. I think if you can run the football and you're Georgia, you're not – I mean, you're an underdog, but you're only slightly an underdog at that stage because then you can control the clock. Then you can keep Tua off the field. Then you can play your football game. Georgia can't win this game being something they're not. Well, yeah, they tried to do that against LSU. Didn't um, work. Yeah, and that was against Was LSU. not successful. Not at all. And, I mean, that was against three-loss LSU. If you're not going to play your game against undefeated Alabama, then you're going to get stopped. You know, uh, if you if – you, and, and here's – there's no shame in playing your game and losing either. No, not at all. I mean, I don't think there's they, any shame in losing this game, period. They, but I think there's shame in losing this game if you don't play your game. Like, if you come out there with some tiddlywink bullshit – 
it's that's you know come on go play your game and and I don't know why we I keep I keep saying it only because we've seen it once with LSU I mean Georgia played its game against Auburn last year and just got its doors blown in yeah, I mean, there was just some crucial mistakes in that game. You had the the rough and the punter on DeAndre Walker, yeah. and then the muff punt. And yeah, those 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 basically ended that game because this 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 team, this program. I mean, they have lost exactly three games since the start of the second year. In other words, in 2016, with the five losses, we can't get to five losses this season in two years. It's impossible. Yeah, they they can't lose five games in two seasons. Uh, that with what's what's with what's left on the schedule. So Georgia is now certainly, I would say, more what we've seen in 2017 and 18 than anything we saw in 16. Oh, six, I, 16 will be looked at as just kind of like a weird. Se- you know, Bob Stoops, his first year at Oklahoma, had a six and six season or seven and five season, whatever it was. I think Nick Saban was like what, like five, seven and five, seven and five, seven and five with a win over Colorado. Uh, Bob Stoops was um, seven and five or six and six with a win or loss against uh, Mississippi in the Independence Bowl. Things change. I I, I want to ask you this, and you only have so much perspective with your age, but what do you think a Georgia win means to the landscape of college football? I mean, first of all, two things. First, what does a win mean if it knocks Alabama out of the playoff? What does a win mean if it doesn't knock Alabama out? Um. Well, if it doesn't knock them out, then it, it, it only means so it, much. Yeah, yeah, because then – Georgia's got to probably go and beat them again, and that's it's just going to be the same kind of ordeal as last year. Yeah. As Georgia's the SEC championship, you know, Georgia celebrates that, and people are like, okay, hey, maybe this this means something. But then Alabama, as a non-conference champion, just comes in and maybe wins the national championship again. What if the Tide are eliminated? What if this is a ten-point win by Georgia because they got up seventeen in the fourth? Alabama scores a junk touchdown with four or three minutes to go. They never get the ball back. Oklahoma wins by. Okay, 20 over Texas secures their way into the thing because of the lopsided nature of, and the committee becomes a prisoner in the moment and Alabama does not get into the playoff. A, a scenario the likes of which you and I probably don't yeah, I think don't. will happen. But what happens if Georgia gives Alabama a loss? Can that change the trajectory of the way everyone looks at things? Or did the loss last year by – um, Georgia to Alabama, did that change anything? Well, because we're at the same moment we would have been had Georgia won that game too. Except the, the difference with it this year is that this Georgia team looks weaker than it did last year, yeah. in my opinion, and this Alabama team looks stronger than it did last year yeah. on, on offense for the most part, at least. Um, so I don't think it would be a huge shift like, oh my god, Georgia is now the new program to beat. I think it would still be Alabama, but. It would be like in Star Wars Episode Four. Here we go. When the rebels blew up the Death Star, because I mean the Empire was all. If you don't blow up then. the Death Star, you're yeah, done. Yeah, and, and of course the Empire was still, you know, on in top. Control. They were yeah. still, you know, rolling the sh- or calling the shots. But the rebellion now had some. You know, people were like, "Oh shit, they could actually do this thing." And of course, it was still an uphill battle to to take that job, to take that top spot in the galaxy. But are we are we are we are we still in episode four or have we moved on to Strikes Back? 
No, I think we're. St- I think I think George is still on episode four. They gotta blow up the Death Star. They they went on. They they tried to last year. They attacked it and they failed. They didn't have a Luke or, Skywalker. Or are we in the midst of the attack still? See, that's another question. Well, if if because remember the first run was a no go. Yeah, yeah, it was a failure. It was a fa- it was a failure. They they hit it. Actually, they they got shots off. They, they did, sh- and, yeah, and they just and they just missed. It, yeah, it didn't go the way that they needed it to go, and then Luke gets in the thing and, and takes it from there. But that's my, um, you know, question, so to speak, is, you know, at what stage does, um, you know, where? It, I mean, I guess we're com- comparing it to Star Wars, but at what stage does Georgia wrestle this thing away from Alabama? It only starts with a win. Yeah, I mean, they, and, have, they have to beat the program first. They got close last year, but they didn't beat them. Right. So, as much as as much as it was a change for Georgia last year to kind of show that they were on the national stage more so, it wasn't anything to deter Alabama from their spot. But I think that's the big thing to remember here too is now these two teams will have played two years in a row. We don't know for sure if they'll play in 2019. I mean, probably my guess would be that they'll play in the in the that's conference true. championship again. But they will play again in 2020. So these, for sure, regular season. So these two teams are not exactly, you know, they're going to see each other a lot in a way that, like Oklahoma's played Alabama once, Clemson's played them three years in a row. But with those two teams, there's no guarantee that they will have to face one another just to get into the playoff. And this may go for Alabama too here in the near future. Just to get into the playoff, these two teams may have to beat one another on a yearly basis. Yeah. I mean, it's just—it's just going to be that extra hurdle. They—they they will have to play, likely the the second or one of the top four programs yeah. in the country every single year. And you hear Herb Street now, and I, I hadn't thought of this, but I think he might have a point here. I mean, there's no certainty that Texas, that Oklahoma beats Texas. They've—they've they've lost to them before this season. They were the better team, but they lost. We've seen Ohio State not just shit the bed, but shit the bed, take it, throw it on the walls, and like all sorts of stuff. No diaper required. What happens if those two lose? See, that's where you get into a real problem. You can't go to 9-3 and Florida. You're going to tell me they're going to take 13-0 uh, and Central Florida without its starting quarterback into the playoff? There's much to monitor. I mean, Oklahoma gets to go first. They get to say, all right, and by the way, that thing, I've been reading a lot about that. That is a nasty little thing right now. Oh, the whole I think it's getting worse and worse. It's going to be a chippy-ass game. I mean, but Oklahoma and Texas always been big rivals. No one needs to explain that to me. What I'm saying is – It's never been on this this, this platform. This is pretty bad. I mean, it's never been a conference championship game. It's always just been a midseason rivalry. That's a good point. But you got the quarterbacks chirping at each other post-game. You've got – you know, uh, the Oklahoma players now, Lincoln Riley is trying to mitigate whether they whether the officials will allow them to they do can't. the horns down. They can't. They said they can't. Which is kind of stupid. I think it's kind of stupid, too. Okay, but, but okay. Um, does, o, does OU have a sign? Uh, yeah, it's a thumbs up. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's it's pretty. Or no, 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 that's the Aggies. My bad. They're, they do this. They do just yeah, the, just the index one. finger. Yeah, number one. All right, that's not a sign. Uh... I just that is a nasty little thing. And and what I'd like to know is 
What happens if Texas wins that game? I mean, that, that's it for Oklahoma. And then you got Ohio State with, I guess, all the pressure in the world. Um, I don't know if Georgia loses by a field goal if they're out. If Oklahoma wins, yes, they're out. I don't think so, but they need a lot of help. Need a lot. When of the, they need, they don't need a lot of help. They need, they need two things to happen that have happened already this season. Oklahoma and, to lose, which isn't out of the realm. No. And uh, Ohio State, which is I. That's the harder one. That's a lot harder. And I, I know, I know they shit the bed against they Purdue, do. but well, they do, or they did. I, I just wonder if they can. I mean, Northwestern is okay. Uh, but they've lost to Akron, yeah. a team that's four and seven and not very good. And like, and that's like a, a four and seven. We're not talking like a, a four and eight ACC. Well, they're about to be four and eight because they're going to play South Carolina. And they're a thirty point dog. So that's that's that. I mean, I don't think that Clemson, who is a four touchdown favorite over Pitt, I don't think I don't think that if Clemson loses, that they would get knocked out. I guess I don't. Would they? They once again they'd need a lot of people to lose. They need the people. Back. So you think if Clemson loses, Georgia Georgia losing gets knocked out. There's only two teams who can quote unquote get knocked out, which are Clemson and Georgia, and Alabama, I guess too. But there's only two games. Yeah. So you think if Clemson loses, they get knocked out? Prop. I mean, their schedule sucks. That's the only issue. Who is their best win? A and M. Yeah, that's not eight, great. Eight and four A and M. I think is there. Yeah, I think that's their best win. Who is Alabama's best win? LSU, I guess. Yeah, uh, just a. In uh, theory, it would be Georgia. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you just get to the point where I think there really are legitimately six teams nationally, and it's the ones we're talking about. I think the worst of the six is probably Notre Dame. Yeah, I think most people would agree on that. I mean, but they've just they gone undefeated, and they have beat some some good teams. Beat the the win over Michigan's huge for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, they didn't they didn't slip up anywhere. No. So. No. I, I guess I I I think they they deserve a shot at it. I guess, but I don't think they're the best team. I think they're the weakest of the of the, the of the four. Oh, of I the think four, they're the weakest yeah. of the six. Yeah. I just I just don't think. When you watch them, that there's anything that great about them. See what I what what annoys me about crosswalks is they could hustle a little further here. I always make sure to hustle because I feel bad, especially when it's like a green light here. When you're trying to turn right on red, then I'm not going to hustle. For right, you. that's different. But if I got a green light and someone's trying to turn, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of speed up. This my is walk. not Manhattan where like you know there's tons of people. It's just the two of y'all, and you could hustle it up a little bit. Um. So we'll go to Atlanta Friday. Saturday will be the game. Um, Georgia and Alabama have both played there twice. When did they knock down the dome? Seventeen. So Alabama has played there. No, Alabama has not played there twice. Alabama has only played there once. Georgia's played there twice. Do you think that uh, familiarity will help Georgia in any way? It doesn't seem like it. I don't it. think so. I mean, I don't know why that would um, matter. What do you expect the crowd to be in terms of percentages? What was it last time? 
uh, in the national championship game? Yeah. I think it was pretty well split, honestly. But the championship game for was, the SEC was, definitely was more way Georgia. more Georgia. Yeah, it was more Georgia. That was a home game for Georgia. That's and I, I wonder, in this case, would that be the case too? I wonder, would it be 60% Georgia fans? Of course, the problem is you can't tell. Because of the um, co- the colors, colors are yeah. so close to one another, and Alabama fans are not going to wear white. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's difficult to tell. Um, I bet I think more Georgia fans are going to show up to this, just because I, I feel like Alabama fans don't attend SEC championships as much because they're like, well, I'll just save it for the the national championship. Kinda whoever like, whoever wins this game, going to Dallas is not that bad. Dallas would be great for me. I, would, the, I, I want them to go to the winner, The winner of this game, I, and I wrote about this in what we were hearing. If you're not a member of Dog Post, you should go check it out, D-A-W-G-P-O-S-T.com. Um, what is going on in that house right there? Is that – that's oh, that's, that's a, okay. That's Barbarita's HQ, I think. That's I, a really aggressive uh, – Santa Claus. They got some serious uh, yard – What are those a, things? A Christmas Mr. Potato Hat inflatable – a lot of inflatable game there. Yeah. A little octopus action. If you're, uh, if you're, we were talking about travel. I mean, the national championship game is in San Francisco. San Francisco. That would be a pain in the ass. I don't know how you afford that if you're these college football fans. No, I mean that that ain't stopping these people. Stopping well, at some stage it will though. I mean, lately, the, the championship game in 2000, I can't remember where it was in, for the 16th season, for the, for the 15th season. The 16th season, it was in Tampa. Last year, it was in Atlanta. Tampa and Atlanta, okay. Those are easy. That, I mean, once you start talking about Phoenix, or I think it was in Phoenix in, in the, for the 15th season. Once you start talking about Phoenix, California, you know, places like that, that's getting out there, man. San Francisco, I think, is probably the most difficult place to attend a football game for Georgia fans, for people, for fans who live in Georgia. The only thing worse would be Seattle. Yeah. I've, I've, I've made that flight before, and it is a serious flight. But I, I just – I wonder when you start running out of money here with this stuff. I mean, you only had about 11,000-some-odd people for both these schools – that got official tickets from the conference. That's not that many. No, that's that means people. Are, that's about sixty thousand more um, that are out there. Yeah. That means sixty thousand some odd people are paying way above actual price, which I don't know what the price is for these tickets. Yeah. But I'm, significant, whatever it was, and then the national championship game, I think, are seven hundred and fifty bucks or six hundred and fifty bucks, whatever it is. God. I mean, it's tremendous. But, you know, if this is going to become a Georgia-Alabama-Clemson play for the national championship deal, that's going to cost those folks a lot of money. Man, I have a lot of Clemson buddies and friends, and, you know, they spent a lot of money these last few years. But one of the one of the good news is was they didn't play in the Rose Bowl. Yeah. They played <laughs> – you know, they played, they've played in – A New, drivable location. For the most part. They played in the Fiesta Bowl, and that was a pretty big – you know, a lot of them, there are flights to start popping up. And, like, people will charter planes and go out there. I think for San Francisco – see, the thing I think that is different about Georgia fans than a lot of other college football fans, it's not that Georgia fans will go for a few days. It's that a lot of them will go for a few days. 
New Orleans that time uh, a few weeks ago, a couple like I guess now it's this stage a couple months ago. That was taken over by Georgia fans. They were yeah. everywhere yeah. in on Bourbon, and uh, it was insane how many you could not escape the Georgia fans. It shows the passion of the fan base. It shows the wealth of the fan base, frankly. Uh, and those two things combined push up prices for tickets like crazy. And I think if this is something that these fans have really wanted for a very long time and Mark Rick started delivering it for them, but he was let go, not just for not getting over the hump, but for it not, you know, it really was, it got to the point with Mark that, um, they really had no real expectation to beat Alabama in the closing years. In 2012, they had a sensational quarterback, a running back who was clearly a freak. And they, Probably the best in college football. Yeah, Both one of the best college. ever in college yeah. football, really. And um, you got to the point where, though, it had fallen apart. You didn't have a legitimate quarterback. You didn't have an offensive line to speak of. It had just gotten nasty. And Kirby has said, we're taking, we're getting rid of all of the barriers that we've got. We're getting rid of that we don't have an offensive line. We're getting rid of you know, a lack of running game in big moments. They had the run game in 2012. That's what you saw in 2017. Those were what you didn't really see against legitimate foes in 2011, LSU number one, and in 2015 when they played Alabama and Alabama skunked them. Now, Alabama got some points off non-offensive touchdowns for sure, 14 of them, so that mattered. But um, they still were solidly beaten in that game because they couldn't move the ball. Driving rain didn't help. It didn't. It didn't seem to hurt Alabama. Why? Because they had a run game. They had the Heisman Trophy winner Derrick Henry, who had committed to Alabama and then backed away. The the quote unquote formula that everyone talks about all the time is great. It, it is a real thing. It's called recruiting. And then you develop. Develop is mental toughness. It's all this different stuff. But if you don't go out and recruit, you don't go out and get the guys, you will not win. I mean, that's why this offensive line is so much better than it is. How, how? Let me ask you this. Texas should lose to Oklahoma. They, yeah. Yeah, they should. They have not recruited like Oklahoma. No. Um, yeah, Charlie Strong had like one yeah, really is, good year. These are, these are the, these are, this is, you're still dealing with a fair amount of Charlie's guys. Here... How many of Mark Rick's guys are still around? Um, Natrez, Ledbetter. Yeah, Natrez, Ledbetter. Uh, DeAndre Baker. DeAndre Walker. What about Jake Fromm, Swift, the offensive line outside of Lamont, who was a defensive lineman under Mark? I mean, things changed. And what they did, and that's, again, I am a big Mark Rick fan. I think they got to get it going in Miami pretty quick or, or this is going to get stupid again. But the difference is the recruiting. It is, it is, there's a huge difference. And the morons who don't have any grasp of recruiting, who consistently say, well, or who used to consistently say, man, Georgia just really recruits really, really well. Yeah, they, they do when you're talking about versus the rest of the country. 
But versus the rest of the SEC, no, they really don't. And you have to recruit not just at a top 10 level every year. You have to recruit, if you want to win the league, at a top five, top three level. I mean, just because, yeah, because Alabama is consistently, and you have to, you have to meet that you standard. You have to match that. And, and, and they have these last two years. Yeah. This year and last year. Now, they got a little ways to go this year. And we'll be curious to see what happens as we close this book on this this class. But that will be the key. A lot of uh, we'll close it like this. A lot of my buddies, if you want to say it that, they think this is the last quote unquote down year for the dogs. I think most people kind of see that. So that's eleven and one season. They think this is the last down year for the dogs. Well, because this, I, I think eleven. Yeah, it's not necessarily a down year, but I think the way no, they're, they're calling it a down year. I know, I know, but like. If you look at it from a, a greater perspective, yeah, for for what they expect Georgia to be, because right now it, people are pretty confident that Alabama is going to win, and I think this is people are saying this is the last year where people will be like, okay, Alabama dominates this league and should beat everyone and won't really have major competition. I think after this is going to be the time where people are like, I don't know if it's going to be Alabama or Georgia. I'd- yeah, that's the question: is how is this the last time? And it, it might be, it might not be. We'll just have to see. And uh, we'll, we'll know more about 8 o'clock on Saturday. It really is a it is a wonderful event, the SEC Championship game. I've, I've been to six of them, I guess. I'm trying to remember how many. So it's a, it is, it used to be the biggest game in college football. And now it feels like it's just a huge game that happens to come just before the biggest games in college football. So, um I'm excited. I, I can't wait. I want to see how where Georgia stacks up to Bama and Bama stacks up to Georgia. Final comments? Yeah, I'm just I'm curious if Georgia can get the run game going against them early and if they'll stick with it. I think they will um, because just of an LSU game. But it will be curious to see if they can get past that 100-mark barrier of rushing yards, 150, to where they could really open up their offensive game. Over under on how many times Kirby – does the double clutch grip on the microphone screaming into it and it's caught by a television? Mm, television people are going to be looking for it. They want that shot in the SEC championship. Um, but I think I, I'll put the over-under at just one. Okay. All right, Dean Leggy, Dylan Weber, go visit dogpost.com today. We appreciate everybody listening to us. This has been Riding in the Car by Dog Post. See you all.